Hello, everybody. Happy New Year. Happy 2023. I got to get used to saying that. I, it takes me a good month uh, before I, I always like I'll, I'll write down like the previous year for a good month when I'm like, you know, writing dates or whatever. Um, anyway, I'm John Luke. That was the worst intro possible. Talking <laughs> about the time and dates and mundane things like that. I am your host uh, for episode 100. And 75. Oh my gosh. Oof. We're 25 Oof. episodes from 200. That's amazing. Uh, of GameSpot After Dark. Um, there is no Tam this week. He was busy, unfortunately. Same with Lucy, but uh, we have Jordan Ramey. Hello, hello. I understand what you mean, John Luke. I remember the days of like middle school and high school and being like, oh, time to <clears throat> put the date at the top of the paper and just getting the date wrong for like three, four weeks straight. And like, this is dumb. <laughs> this is dumb. That I have to do this. <laughs> Jake Decker, what's your thoughts on writing down the year? Uh, yesterday I put 2017 instead of uh, 2022. So, you know, all right. it's, it's rough. It's, it's rough all relative. Years. <laughs> Damn. Stuart, what time? What year are you living in right now? I'm living in whatever year Racing Lagoon came out in, which was like 1991. All right, wow, here before I was born, jeez. (laughs) So that's what year I'm living in right now. Excellent. Uh, Well, you know what? It's a new year, a new start. Uh, and uh, I, I didn't prepare anything. We're just going to do the same old thing that we always do on this podcast. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, maybe throughout the year we'll mix it up. But for now, mm. welcome to your regularly scheduled podcast. I hope everyone listening had a wonderful, wonderful break. Huh. Uh, got to see family. And if you didn't get to see family, I hope you got to spend time with some friends or loved ones, whatever it may be. I hope you all had a great time. Um, we're actually gonna. Why don't we? Why don't we start by just? Normally we do what we're playing, but let's just do like what? What would you do over break? Like in general, it doesn't have to be games. Like what y'all? What y'all mm. do? Um, I mean, I didn't do anything except for I play games. So, which is really <laughs> answer, so I don't know if you guys did anything more interesting than that. Honestly, not really. I mean, I I, <laughs> I put together some some competitive teams in Pokemon that I've been messing around with online. Okay. I spent nice. a lot of time doing that. Uh, I worked on scripts for short films that, you know, I've been trying to write for years and will probably never finish. And then I watched a lot of movies, including like Fableman's Amsterdam, Banshees of Inishirin, which I think we might talk about later because I see it on the list. Uh, God, what else did I see? I saw almost everything in theaters or kind of that came out recently, except Avatar. I made a point not to see Avatar 2. (laughs) (laughs) Jake's like, this is my stance. I'm going to yes, make my- sure money goes to every movie except for Avatar. It's not just my stance. That's my personality now that I will not support Avatar. I it's love probably it. a fine movie. I just don't care. Anti-Cameron. I love it. Did any? Did you guys see Avatar 2? I, no. I also have not no. seen Avatar 2. I, I'm nope. not, I maybe don't feel as strongly as Jake, but I also <laughs> just don't. I just don't care about yeah. Avatar. I remember seeing the first movie whenever it came out when I was 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, Like, uh, and being like, I remember watching it for and immediately coming out and thinking, Oh, that was all right. It was very pretty. And just the more and more I thought about the (laughs) plot line, the more and more I kind of disliked it over time. And now I'm just kind of like at this like mediocre feeling with it. And I'm like, 
I just don't want to really go through that process a second time. (laughs) I feel like at least with two, people aren't uh, losing their minds over it at least. Like, I feel like with one, that was all people talked about for months. Everyone was like, you Mm -hmm. have to see it in theaters. You have to see it multiple times in theaters. Uh, It is one of the best stories ever told. James Cameron has done it again. What a genius. And like, you know, it's no small feat making a movie like that, to be clear. Right. Uh, One, two, like (laughs) I imagine very difficult, takes a lot of skill, passion, talent. That said, uh, yeah, I mean, I saw the first one in theaters and I was like, this is cool. And then I didn't think about it since, but. Yeah, were people mm-hmm. being like diagnosed with like postpartum depression or something because like Pandora wasn't real? I remember that. Being, I do like, remember a that. Headline I totally that remember around. that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how real that was versus no, just but, like, in jail. like part of the reason I saw that first movie was because everyone was talking about it. I was just like, okay, I have to, I have to know. Like, <laughs> I have to know I remember, why everyone's talking. About I remember this, movie. this kid in my school who like was obsessed with that movie. Like, made his whole personality. Like, he. Oh, he he had a like pirated copy of it on his laptop because this was like the week after it came out. So oh. he had like a cam rip of it or whatever. And he would watch it every day at lunch. He would just sit down at lunch, open up his laptop and watch Avatar. And he did oh, that. How long was your lunch period? Yeah. <laughs> like a month. Well, I don't, it's not like a normal lunch period. So I assume he watched it over multiple days or I don't even know. But like it is probably for like a, a month. <laughs> yeah yes exactly <laughs> that I was like this whole thing and i was like why i don't even i don't understand i i had a spanish teacher who was super into it because she was saying that i mean she she knew like 35 languages or something ridiculous mm. like that wow, and, and she thought avatar was really cool because they created a language for that movie which right. to be okay. fair that's yeah. pretty cool that but is, i yeah. remember at the time thinking to myself well I mean, Star Fox Adventures in the booklet, and there's a whole key to their language. It's got a language too, even though it's just scrambling letters around. Uh, but that, you know, that's that's where I was ninth grade. Yeah. Oh yeah, you don't see anyone Spanish getting depressed over grade, Star Fox Adventure. Exactly. Yeah. I just I remember the the 3D was a big deal at the time because it was the first movie yeah. to accurately use that, and I remember seeing it. Oh, I saw yeah. like three times and was like this is awesome like it's not gimmicky spy kids 3d 3d anymore like we're we're in a new era and nothing happened with the 3d technology that that craze came and went so fast that we already have kids like who are like eight or nine years old that like weren't even born by the time that shit went away sometimes i've seen movies that still do 3d and i hate it when they give me fucking 3d glasses Uh, it's the worst (laughs) like oh god is it really gonna be one of these movies i'm trying to think of the last it was probably some fucking marvel movie i think that did 3d I had no yeah, idea. I, they still did. I would, I would just be like, no. I think one of the Star Wars movies did Maybe 3D. I can't remember I think, which one. I think to its credit, though, I feel like when movies do 3D now, it's more, it's a little more thoughtful. Kind of like what yes. Stu was saying. It's not yeah. as gimmicky. It's a little more thoughtful. It makes sense, but still, I don't know. Well, that's why Ab- in 3D. <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's why Avatar, the original one was so like, I was so blown away by it because it was like, it was like depth perception instead mm. of like, like things, you know, jump out at you. Right. Uh, I, I remember- is the new one, is the new one in 3D too? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Really? Okay. I guess that makes sense. I mean, yeah. Cause like 
weren't like those 3D printer or not 3D printers, 3D projectors. I think they're like stupid expensive to get. So if you were one of those theaters that invested, you're like, God damn it. There's a movie in 3D. We're going to fucking play it. Please, for the love of God. So much money on this projection. Jesus Christ. That's insane. Uh, At our nearest theater, or at least my nearest theater, according to Google, they are playing Avatar 2 in 3D, 3D 4DX. 3D RPX. Oh. Don't know what's what any R- of those Wait, means. What does that what's mean? R- so what's so RPX? 4DX. That's the that's the CD the seat stuff. Yeah, right? that's Where the like vibrates. Yeah. <laughs> I saw I saw a meme that it was like man drowns at 4D screening of <laughs> way of the water. And I was like, oh my god. <laughs> what's RPX? Uh, hold on, I'm looking it up. Wait, did I say RPX? Or Sounds RDX? like some weird or I, something thing you yeah. buy. Yeah. You, put, you have to you have to like swipe your card and yeah yeah loot box. <laughs> oh wait, is it? Does it do the higher frame rates? I think that might be it. Uh, oh, I RPX heard yeah. It. Regal experience known for two dimensional movies is real because everyone high. loved it when uh fucking what's his name did it um Hobbit that was just so good. Everyone just loved the high frame rates on that. Do you guys remember movie. that? Did you all see that? No, I've, I watched the yeah, first one and I was like, I can't pay for any more of these the, movies. The, the, exactly it. Jordan, I'm well, with they, you. They stopped doing them in three. I don't think the third one even was in high frame rate because it like was such oh. a failure. I remember that first one they did a, we're so off topic, but <laughs> no. they, you're welcome. Look a, what I've done. There's yeah, the welcome barrel back. scene in the first Hobbit. I think yes. it's the first one. Um, it could be the second one, actually, now that I think about it. I don't know. There's a there's the barrel scene where they get in the barrels and they go down the river. And to make it more, like, dynamic, they decided to shoot it on GoPros, which, like, attached to the barrels, which already... I remember this scene. Even, I think that's the first movie. Yeah, even, in a, movie. even in a normal movie, the second you switch to a GoPro, I find it so jarring. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you the GoPro has that specific look. And it's like, you go from, like, a like a red 4k to like a GoPro and your eyes are just like, what am I looking at? Like it's, <laughs> it's bizarre, but it was really weird with the high frame rate stuff. Cause suddenly I'm watching like 48 frames a second GoPro footage on this like massive screen. And it looked like garbage. And I remember like turning cause I saw it with my cousin we turned and looked to each other and we're like, are, are we really watching? Is this really a thing that's happening? This billion dollar movie or whatever they've stuck fucking gopros for this like scene. i hate that i hate that oh my god terrible and they're like so innovative yeah yeah so Ugh. artistic um, <laughs> anyway all right what else have people got up to let's talk let's talk about some video games how about uh jake you've i see you have uh well hmm. should we talk about the, the big one the one you could talk about the more recent one uh, do you want to start with that? Yeah, I mean, we can get that out of the way if we want to sure. do that. Uh, You've been playing yeah. Fire Emblem. I've been playing, yeah, a lot of Fire Emblem, uh, both Fire Emblem Engage and Fire Emblem, the 2003 game that released on GBA in oh, wow. 2003. Uh, I can only talk about the first eight chapters of Fire Emblem, so I have to be kind of careful with what I talk about because I'm well past that point now. Mm. Uh, but it is a more traditional Fire Emblem game, I would say. It's probably the best way to sum it up. Uh, did you guys play like Three Houses? Awakening, kind of? Or? Like, right. like kind of Awakening. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. Maybe Awakening era, I would say. It's kind of tricky because I feel like each Fire Emblem game kind of has their own 
unique mechanics like awakening had the whole uh you know getting married and have children and then yeah, time yeah. travel sort of stuff and then fates had <laughs> three different three different uh paths you could choose mm-hmm. and i guess to an extent three houses did but did you did you guys play three houses much a little no. tiny bit <laughs> yeah, a little I, bit but i didn't really get into yeah same. three houses okay do you guys play Fire Emblem much or have you not really gotten super in any of them? I've never, I've never fully gotten to a Fire Emblem. I've been meaning to. I, I think I tried Awakening. That was the 3DS, right? Awakening. I yes. think I played a little bit yeah. of that one. If Awakening um, didn't do it for you. To be I fair, I feel Fire like Emblem's I didn't really thing. give it much of a shot. Like I, I don't okay, feel like okay. I didn't play enough to like actually definitively say whether it's for me one way or the other. Yeah. Well, Fire Emblem Engage feels more traditional like awakening and that it it's a little more linear uh you plot out your course through the map like you there there's a world map and then you pick where you want to go you have those fights uh in between fights you go to your to your home base which is called somnia where you can talk to different people they bring all the uh bond skits and conversations back uh so you can you know still meet a wide cast of characters get to know them uh, combat is great. Um, it, it's always been really good, but they're bringing back the weapon triangle, uh, which is something that was kind of present in Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses, but it would, there's less emphasis on it. Uh, it's back and engaged, and I think it's for the better. Um, I'm trying to think of like what exactly I can say mm. and what I can't say. <laughs> uh, I would just play it safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> what I've played now, I'm pretty into it. There are, I'm not super invested in the story yet, but like I said, eight chapters in. Uh, so it's it, it, it's hard to say. Like it's not, not even really worth talking about the story at this part. I do like some of the characters that they've introduced so far. Uh, there's, some, there's some characters that I think will be quite memorable, others that aren't, but that's just kind of how it goes with Fire Emblem games. You know, yeah. everyone has their characters they like, they cling to. And then there's characters they don't. And I've kind of figured out the ones I like, figured out the ones that I don't care much for. Uh, I think Fire Emblem fans are probably going to enjoy it. I'm really, really curious to see how Fire Emblem fans who've only played Three Houses respond to this game because it is a lot more traditional, not in a bad way, but the, 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 you're not really scheduling out your time. You're not teaching a class. You're not getting to know students, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's just not present, which is okay for me who, you know, enjoys these games. But I think there's going to be some disappointed Fire Emblem, like newer Fire Emblem fans when they check this game out. But it's 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 hard to say. Like I said, that I, I'm still early-ish and I can't really talk about some of the later stuff I've, yeah. I've, I've encountered. Um, but while playing that, I decided to check out Fire Emblem 2003, which is a game that I actually have a long history with. That is one of the first Game Boy Advance games I got because Martha was in Super Smash Bros. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Hell yeah. who is this character? <laughs> what, what Nintendo game is this character from? And then Fire Emblem for Game Boy 2003 came out. And I, I actually, I yeah, I guess so. And, and then I ended up picking up that pretty early on and expecting like a Zelda style RPG or Final Fantasy RPG. 
it was not like that. It was a tactical <laughs> RPG. Oh my God. And my young brain just couldn't handle it at the time. Yeah, you know, 2001 yeah. or 2003, I was 10 mm-hmm. years old. Uh, so wasn't quite doing it for me as a kid. So I remember taking it back and getting like Metroid Zero Mission or something. I don't Hell remember. Yeah. Which I love. Still <laughs> amazing <laughs> game. Yep. Yep. Good choice. Um, yeah. And then I, I played a little bit of Fire Emblem on the GameCube. Um, but I was only able to rent it, so I didn't play a lot. But Awakening was the Fire Emblem game that I really got into. So now I'm kind of doing this trip back to old Fire Emblem games mm. to see what I can play. The other depressing thing is that there's like three or four Fire Emblem games that just aren't available in the United States. And the weird thing about Engage is that it brings back some characters from those games that like I have no context oh. of. You know, oh, like, wow. like Sigurd, um, which is the protagonist of Genealogy of the Holy War, I believe. That game's not here. And apparently it's the it's like the first Fire Emblem game that really kicks off the modern Fire Emblem style uh-huh. or the now traditional Fire Emblem style. Uh, Thracia 776, also not available. They have remade some of these or re-released them. Like the game Martha was in, Shadow Dragon, was recently released for the 30-year anniversary. And... Uh, Gaiden, Fire Emblem Gaiden ended up getting re-released as uh, a 3DS game called Fire Emblem Echoes Shadows of Valentia. Uh, so okay. there's still like a lot of Fire Emblem history that's missing here. And I feel like uh, some of the characters I've been introduced to in Engage kind of just don't hit as hard as they might have had I had experience with, you know, some of these characters. My God, Jake, are you implying that Nintendo's not good at backwards compatibility <laughs> and ensuring that the beloved games and their franchises are continue to be playable I years mean, after their release? I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. But I mean, yeah, I mean, between some of these Fire Emblem games, Mother 3, like yep. there, there's some yep. there are some very famous Nintendo games that have a pretty big fan base that they just won't that's just not not here like impossible to i mean impossible to officially play i haven't looked into right. if there's any yeah. like tra- fan translations for thracia 776 or genealogy of the holy war i'm sure there are and i'm sure they're probably really good but i kind of want to play the official versions at some point and i hope mm. you know nintendo does re-release that yeah well good luck mentioned. with that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think Fire Emblem might have a better shot than Mother, at least. Honestly, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe for the 30 year anniversary of Genealogy of the Holy War. Oh my like, God. You're like, you're yeah, talking about the company time. that's not even doing this with like Zelda and Pokemon games. Like, that's true, true, but those games at least made it to the US, you know? <laughs> that's oh, fair. Yeah, fair, fair, fair. <laughs> like, God. Because I, I, I also, you know, while we were cleaning out the GameSpot office, I took a GameCube home. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it was so funny just the picture of you holding it by the handle <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I traveled through San Francisco with that GameCube I love it but I mean like kind of to your point like I, I was actually talking to Jean-Luc earlier about this because I was I made a list of all these GameCube games that I had as a kid or that I always wanted to play and I'm like okay mm-hmm. I'm gonna go back and play these almost every game on my list is well over $150 Dude. well if I, you if you want to buy or borrow Fire Emblem I'll, oh, don't borrow I, Fire Emblem? Okay. I, I, I have. I'm going to hint at other means to play these games. Oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Nintendo, you didn't hear anything. like, I have a full black market in my garage. <laughs> full of. <laughs> no, no. I have. I have. Uh, is it Path of Radiance? Is that, that the GameCube be, that's one? That's the GameCube one. If you, you have can, it, I would love to borrow that. I can. Yeah. Okay. 
Thank you. Of Dude, course. it's all that specular market, man. You got to whatever GameCube games you got, you got to send them off, get them, uh, you know, like minted and and put in the box. <laughs> oh God! Uh, so you can you can sell them. Um, I I have the GameStop sticker for thirty dollars that they put in Fire Emblem Path of Radiance <laughs> and I keep it on the box mm. because Does that I'm add like the value or take away the value of the I box? was going to say it probably takes away <laughs> but um ridiculous that at some point that game was $30 <laughs> Jesus there is I was talking to someone I don't want to I don't want to dox him because he found out he's got a very expensive copy of uh Pokemon Black but I was talking to someone on the GameSpot team the other day cuz he was trying to figure out how to transfer his Pokemon I was like oh do you have Pokemon Black and he's like yeah I've got it sealed and I was like, you have holy shit. Oh my yeah, I got God. It never opened it. And you know what? on, on <laughs> oh eBay, it's it's being like people are bidding like eight hundred bucks for a sealed. Yeah, it's like going somewhere. for almost a thousand dollars. That's holy. insane. I told him that and he's like, Okay, maybe I won't try to transfer my Pokemon. <laughs> like yeah i don't think it's worth it i mean like oh man whatever you want your swampert or whatever that you want to try to transfer you can basically just recreate that in another game and import it over yeah the same name who can't you know like don't open it do not open it damn that's wild i'm a sucker who actually played my pokemon games i bought so yeah (laughs) every every pokemon game that comes out now i buy extra copies that i keep sealed and i tuck them away i have i did it for all the let's go games i did it for sword and shield i've actually haven't done it for arceus i gotta do that and i've done it for scarlet and violet and i won't touch them just gonna Put them nope. away, and then in 15 years, oh yeah, I'll be a millionaire. You'll buy a house with them. <laughs> I'll be a millionaire, you guys, you guys will be working away at Gamespot, and I'll be a mi- no. I'm <laughs> You're not wrong. Invest though. in Pokemon. That's yeah. there you go. not Tesla. Invest in Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, what, what were, were you playing? playing? Fire Emblem. What were you playing Fire Emblem on? What, what were you playing on your like original Game Boy Advance or? Hell Ooh, yeah. Have, uh, so this is a modded Game Boy Advance that uh, Peter uh, Brown did. So it's got the, I think it's ISP like screen Brown or yeah, something. Ooh, yeah, look at that really screen. Pretty. Damn. Ooh. Yeah, look at that. Vibrant. Ooh. Dude. I can even hear the sound. Ring. <laughs> 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 uh, so going it's, off of that, my game or my analog pocket arrived. Like right at the beginning of break, finally, I like ordered it like over a year ago. (laughs) I was like one. They were like, we're finally getting all the orders sent out. You'll get it before 2020 end of 2022. And I feel like I was one of the last people to get it because like everyone was like, (laughs) I got my email and I was like, I haven't got it. And then it just like arrived. Um, That thing has a beautiful screen. Like, oh, my goodness. Um, so yeah, I was like trying to play a couple old games on that. Um, all my half my Pokemon games error out when I try and put them on, which really bums me out. Oh, like, like like original ones. Yeah, yeah. I have like original cartridges, like my original I? like GBA. Like I put it in, and and it'll like, huh? It'll just be like error, and so I'll like blow it. And sometimes I can get it to work, but it's just it doesn't stay. A thing I don't like about the analog pocket is um, because. It also can play GBA games. Um, it doesn't have like the little uh, like I don't know, like wall covers like around the slot that kind of like hold the games in place. So oh, when you put yeah. like a Game Boy original Game Boy or Game Boy Color game in, it kind of feels a little loose on it. And if it wiggles too much, it can just be like uh, and it'll just like freak out and make this horrible noise. Uh, oh, which God. is is kind of a bummer. And I, I'm not a huge fan of that design. Um, but uh 
yeah, I'm looking at uh, some other ways to to play those uh, classic Game Boy games that I own. <laughs> let's just say um, on that thing. Um, but I did play. I actually did play for the first time uh, Castlevania um, Circle the Moon, which I think was the uh, okay. first of the GBA Castlevania mm-hmm. games. Um, I never played it. Uh, that game's pretty good. That's a gosh dang like good old fashioned Metroidvania uh, on the handheld. You- did you play it on the analog pocket or was that part of the Switch remasters mm. that they did? They did do Switch remasters, which I bought, but then I never actually played it. Um, Same. So I just, <laughs> instead Story I was like, life. well, I have yep. the actual thing. So I just played it on the pocket and it, admittedly like it, that vibe of like sitting on the couch mm-hmm. with the pocket. It, you're like, oh man, this just like brings me back. Um, even that. though it's like the thing is so much newer and the screen looks nicer. Um, although it does have this really cool... Uh, you can like switch between different like filters. So it has like no filter, which I think looks weird because it looks too clean. You're like, oh, I feel mm-hmm. like I'm emulating it, you know? Um, but then it has like one that'll like replicate the Game Boy screen and kind of have that like, you know, uh, uh, what do you call it? Like kind of like that scanline grid kind of like mm-hmm. L- LED screen kind of look. Mm-hmm. Um, and that looks like I'm just like, yeah, oh man, this is bringing me back. So that's, that's really cool. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, want to put a list together of like Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games that I like maybe never played and and play them throughout the year. Um Thank so you. maybe I'll give a Fire Emblem a shot then. That could be a we, that could be a good way to do it. It's in the Ooh. office. I did see it, I think. Okay. Fire Emblem? I think it is. Oh. I thought I saw it. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm lying. We but. have a ton of GBA yeah. games. There, a lot of them are garbage, but we do need to sort through <laughs> them. But there should be some good ones in there. <laughs> uh, did you get the dock for that, or have you tested it out with the dock? I oh, yeah. did get the dock. I actually haven't used it yet. Um, I'm I'm curious about that. I don't think I would use that all that much, but I yeah. did see some people test it out, and it looked kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, it seems cool. Uh, I heard it's kind of like a little bare bones, at least in terms of like feet. Like it doesn't have much in the mm-hmm. way of like features if you want to tinker with it. But it does seem like mm-hmm. it has that experience of if you just want to like switch style, like plug and play, just like boop, sure, pop yeah. it in. And mm-hmm. then good way to capture know. too. Sure. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. True. Be kind of cool. Is, um, is it basically just like the idea of a Game Boy player where you just can put it in and it yeah, on your yeah, big yeah. TV? Yeah, got it's, it. it's got a little uh, USB-C uh, plug at the bottom, which you nice. use for charging, and then you can just like pop it on the dock, just oh, like easy. a Switch, and then it just goes right to your TV. So Sweet. yeah, Sweet. I got to mess with that more. Um, but for the most part, I'm like, ah, I kind of want the, the handheld yeah. experience. <laughs> um, so I did a little bit of that. Uh, Jake, you have also been playing a game that I was playing a little bit over the break. Uh, high on life. I have been playing high on life. <laughs> Why? Why are you playing? Yeah, what, what do you think? Are both of you what compelled you? Thoughts? I wanna, because I, wanna... I want to unlock the gun voice by Tim Robinson. That oh. is the only thing pushing me through that <laughs> uh, game. We have YouTube for that. Someone's done it. Yeah, but I want the experience. You know, I, I, I want to know enough. what it's like to find the Tim Robinson gun. And I want Tim Robinson to talk to me. I've already seen some clips of Tim Robinson and anything Tim Robinson says I think is hilarious so like I'm <laughs> I'm I, I know I'll enjoy it the problem is is that I've played like four hours and I haven't gotten Tim Robinson's gun left oh no yet, and I'm like weighing it's like okay is it worth it or not I don't think it's a bad game I don't find it particularly funny there are some jokes that right. did make me laugh but I think a lot of them just kind of didn't quite land and I don't think the game plays bad like it seems like a 
pretty decent double A game that I feel like Rick and Morty, Justin Roiland fans are going to love. But if you don't like Rick and Morty or Justin Roiland, even if you're kind of lukewarm on it, I don't think you're going to enjoy this game all that much. Yeah. I don't know if your experience has been different, Jean-Luc. Well, I, I was going to say, I'm going to give a, a, a controversial opinion, which is uh, I actually like Justin Roiland's uh, humor okay. for, the, for the most part. Um, <laughs> not all the time. Uh, I think uh, Ralph from Skill Up put it really well, which is uh, when when Justin Roiland's humor is bad, oh, it's real bad. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I think that's for sure. But but for the most part, I actually don't mind his sense of humor. And like I have liked what I have watched of Rick and Morty. I haven't kept up with it or anything. I hate the fan base. The fan base is insufferable, but like the show on its own, like I, I enjoy it for the most part. Um, and yeah, I, I like the game. I think it's, I think it's fun. I actually really like, uh, Justin Roiland's character, Kenny, the like starter gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's just got this like sort of, uh, very like charming, like, Hey, we're just going to do it. Kind of like can do attitude that I think is kind of just fun. Um, I, don't think it's as annoyingly like in your face all the time as it kind of made it seem like it was based on like yeah. that E3 demo. Like there are definitely mm. some moments where you're like, okay, you're, you're, you're maybe talking a little much and you know, <laughs> you'll get that like ad lib thing where like the characters will just keep talking at you forever and forever and forever, which um, I know can be real grating. You apparently can turn that off or you can like adjust you can, in you a can slider turn it down. Like how often people chat at you, which I think is interesting. Um, One of the weird things, I don't know if you've experienced this, but like there's a lot of audio bugs I've noticed in terms of those conversations. Like I'll walk into an area mid-conversation and it'll end and jump to a new one. And Mm. a lot of times I'll be missing some of the, which, you know, sometimes it's conversations. I'm like, okay, thank God it, but bugged out and I don't even (laughs) listen to the rest of this. But other times it's like, oh, I kind of wanted to hear what he was saying about this other character, whatever. But I had walked into another conversation that had priority over it and cut the other one off. And I've run into that a number of times, which is kind of weird. I I haven't experienced that. Um, Mostly it's just, yeah, like, you know, I don't know, like, yeah, they just... Yeah, like you said, they, you, you you're like, okay, I'm I'm ready for you to stop talking, or you know, um, <laughs> uh, what? Oh, one thing I get is I like slide all the time because there's like a slide in that game, and it just moves way faster. So when I'm trying to get through an area, I like slide, mm-hmm. and I think they only recorded like three or four lines of dialogue that the guns will say for when you slide. So I've heard like the same sliding Oof. reaction dialogue over and over, and I was like, yeah. oh, okay, maybe either record more or just have them stop talking because i'm hearing the same line over and over again which like for the most part the game doesn't have that issue like it doesn't repeat that often but some of like the combat dialogue or like mechanic stuff will repeat yeah i i need to play more of it apparently it's only like 10 hours so i i feel compelled to finish it um because i think i'm like yeah like four hours in or whatever um but i i don't hate it (laughs) my seal of approval I think it's I'd say that's about how I feel. Have you do you have the Tim Robinson gun yet? I don't have the Tim Robinson gun. I got (laughs) Squeezy, which is just uh, the third gun. And I love it because they are just the needler from Halo. Yes, I I got that as well. And then Uh, the one after. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I think is just like, honestly, like, I think that's the part about the game that I love is that you can tell as you're playing it that their motivation for a lot of like mechanics or jokes were just like hey wouldn't this be cool to put in the game like 
they just sat in a meeting and said, dude, what if we just put the the needler from Halo in the game? And someone's like, we should totally do that. And I'm sitting there being like, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm glad you did. It's super fun to use. Like, I love that. So, like, I feel like, I don't know, it's just one of those games where as you're playing it, you could just, like, even if it doesn't vibe with you, you could just tell, like, the developers had, like, a really good time making it. And, and I think I've, that kind of like helps me like get more into it because I'm just like, yeah, like, all right, they had fun making it. I feel like I'm having fun playing it for the most part. So like, I, I like it. I, I have a lot of uh, respect for it, even if it's like, you know, not for everyone. Like they, they clearly just like had a vision and like went for it. Mm-hmm. I've seen they have, they love the rails from Bioshock Infinite too. Like there's one section that I saw, they use a lot of like the jump on the rail and fly yeah. through mm-hmm. the air type stuff, which is cool. Yeah. I, li- I like that too. Seeing the influences come into the game. Oh, they did have, did you, did you get the, um, did you get the movie theater, Jake? Did you do that? I know. I know what it is. Yeah. I saw oh, okay. it on TikTok. All right. I, that was another Same. reason why I was like, okay, I, I want to so, <laughs> try to find, but I haven't found it yet. I, it's one of the, um, the crystals you collect. You have to go to the guy in like the hub area um and he like sells these little like uh i forget what they're called but basically like you can go to these areas and you can like teleport like a thing there and they'll mm-hmm. they'll be little like cool. one-off bits um oh is little cutie world one cutie of those because that's yes, what i've seen that, okay. that's one Got of it. them uh one of them is a movie theater and you go into the movie theater and it is um rich mike and jay from red letter media are sitting in the front of the theater like as aliens but they're themselves and you sit down behind them and it starts playing. Oh, what's the movie? Uh, Demon Wind, uh, which is like this old, like terrible, I think from like the 80s or 90s movie. And it turns into an episode of Mystery Science Theater where oh they just God. riff over the entire movie. Wait, I, it's, it's, it's the, the entire whole movie. movie. Oh, my God. And okay, I, I, I sat that. there and I watched the whole fucking thing. <laughs> That's why you were like, Jesus I've played four Christ. hours, but I only have gotten the first gun. I was like, it's that doesn't add up. And yeah. You, spent <laughs> you watched a movie. It's because like an hour and a half of that was me sitting in a theater watching the entire movie. And I didn't even get an achievement for it either. Like they didn't even get oh, I got an achievement. Well, I got an achievement for like unlocking the theater, but oh. I was like, well, I got to get an achievement for sitting through the whole thing. Right. I did not get an achievement for it. Instead, I just... But I, but I, it was, it was basically like a weird riff tracks, like, like, um, like commentary where I'm just like, yeah, I'm just sitting in the theater and they're just riffing and talking about this film as I'm watching it. Um, Georgia was so bored. She was like, this is terrible. (laughs) But like it hit a point. She's like, play anything else. Literally. I was like halfway through the movie and I was like, no, I have to commit. I have to watch this whole thing. Uh, And to be fair, that movie itself seems like schlockingly bad and in a way that I find (laughs) fun to watch. Um, So I had a good time with it. But yeah, anyway, that's what I did. I just sat in a virtual theater and watched a watched a movie <laughs> instead of actually playing the game you're, you're living amazing. in the metaverse already mm-hmm. yeah. yeah oh yeah oh you know what man I, yeah if the metaverse looked more like high on life i'd be more into it like i need everyone just seems to look like weirdo aliens don't put that evil and, out in the world dude, like, what you tell me you want like the weird what new horizons whatever the frick it's called with the the weird Mark Zuckerberg with just like oh. giant soulless eyes. And, no, oh. I don't want any of it. I don't want it all. Yeah, none of it. Please. <laughs> yeah, that's Honestly, true. I, yeah. 
I was playing a little bit of GTA Online because some friends recently got into it, and that game is already the metaverse. Like they just did it way better yeah. than. Oh yeah! Like my oh. my friends, like, hey, come to my arcade, and then I go to his arcade with a bunch of working arcade machines, and he's serving us drinks, and it's like, okay, this is. Oh damn! This is what Mark damn. Zuckerberg and Meta tried to do, except they yeah did it fucking terribly <laughs> totally or like there was that one day where you me and like matt paget just played like uh poker for like two hours yeah. in red in dead red online dead? Yeah. <laughs> which is like yeah that's fun because we're just sitting here in this like western saloon playing poker and it's i'd rather do that than like sit in like i don't know this like weird sterile like not that interesting environment made by like meta like ugh. yeah Oddly enough, too, like with with Red Dead, seeing the animations of all the cards going down too just makes it like yeah even better. Like the way it times it, like it feels more natural. It feels yes. like I'm actually hanging out in a different universe than like I'm sure if they did poker in the metaverse or whatever, cards would just pop on the table and I'd be yep. like, okay, that's totally like a, yes, a the shaky wild hand. Rockstar the, is the one who makes the yeah. metaverse. Yeah, attention <laughs> to detail that Rockstar likes to put in their games. Uh, actually yeah. benefits stuff like the metaverse. I, I bet like you, I bet you GTA 6's online component is going to be more metaverse than GTA. You know, like oh, I, yeah. I think, I think oh, that's yeah. the direction they're heading in because GTA online, like I played GTA online when that fucking came out and it was, it was fine, but it was just like a GTA game with friends and it is something completely different now, but that game wasn't built for what it is now. Right. So I imagine mm. this next GTA Online, if there is another one, is going to be, they're going to lean very heavily into that yeah. aspect yeah. of it. I, I think I also just- probably take some Fortnite inspirations, yeah. some like live concerts totally. and stuff yeah. like that in there. Yeah. I, I also think a lot of companies miss that, like you really need like, the audience to build on it for you you know because it's like yeah what rockstar said like hey here's gta online and everyone's like oh this is fine but then everyone made their own role play fun and then rockstar was like oh this is what people like and then they built off of it so it's right. like you kind of have to have that back and forth with the player base to sort of like nail what it is rather than just like oh, this is what we think you'll Snap like and then it into existence mm -hmm. yeah, yeah exactly. exactly uh well moving on uh Jordan, what were you up to over the break? Uh, past few weeks have been a mixture of very high highs and very low lows. Oh, no. Because I did, the last episode of the podcast, we talked about how I really wanted to play Sports Story. Sports Story came out. Right. I've been playing Sports Story. And it is not good. It's like not good uh, no. at all. Um, it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I feel like it's a feature creep problem. I feel like it's just trying to like balance like too many things and the golf portions are still pretty fun. But the everything else that they've added just isn't nearly as fun. And I think the story just isn't as good and it has a shit ton of technical uh issues um i was saying there was this whole thing uh, over the break like someone discovered that like if you like hack into the game like there's this one door in the game that you can't get through and someone like through a bunch of backdoor hacks like found a developer kit version of the game and if you do that you can get into the door 
And inside is a bunch of people talking about how they're working on a game called uh, Golf, G-A-L-F. And they're talking about how like they're crunching a lot and like the higher ups are like asking for a bunch of features and missions that just don't make any sense. And their creative vision is just being uh, demolished. And a lot of people are like, ah, this was probably like a small little cry for help that was hidden in the game by the uh developers working on this and they're talking about like how like oh yeah and they want the game to launch at the specific time we're just not ready but they're like hey the game has to come out and so it's i don't know it's i feel really bad (laughs) complaining about it because it definitely seems like people have been putting a lot of love into it and sweat and tears but it's just I mean, it sounds like it's not what they wanted it to be, right? Like, yeah. They're probably just yeah. as disappointed, uh, if not more so, working on it so yeah, long. It was just one of those things where I'm like, you know, if you want to play these games, I would just go back and play Golf Story because it still holds up fairly well on Switch. And it's it's much it's much <laughs> better uh, <laughs> than Sports Story is. My game has crashed on me, I think eight or nine times and i've just like lost 20 to 30 minutes of progress every single time it has and so like the only thing pushing me forward at this point uh is the fact that i'm reviewing the game for GameSpot. uh so i'm like i got gotta get to the end i'm almost there like i'm on the last chapter if uh guides are any indication um but yeah that was that's not great I'm very sad. I'm it, it it makes me so worried for all the other like indie game sequels I've been waiting for for a long time. I'm like, I really want Battleship Brigade to have another one. Hollow Knight Silk Saga is supposed to come out this year. I'm like, there's a bunch of like indie devs that I'm like, oh, your first game. Fantastic. One of the best things I've ever played. Please take your time to (laughs) work on this second one because uh, it's so disappointing. It's because there's like still good stuff in there. I'm so mad. (laughs) (laughs) This game. (laughs) I just got to a part. It's like, oh, here's like uh, the championship. And I'm like, and here's like the holes that you're going to play. And I'm just like, doing it i'm playing golf i'm like i'm having a blast this is great why isn't the rest of the game oh, like man. this i'm playing volleyball and riding a bike and they're so difficult to control and do anything and i'm mispressing the buttons and i'm not doing anything in the game's like you did it i'm like don't fucking lie to me and they're like you did it go on to the next chapter i'm like what what if this comes up again i won't, <laughs> I won't oh, no. know what i'm doing uh it's it's not great. Oh. It's not it's not a strong start for 2023 for oh, me. No. Uh, oh, no. I'm looking at you like Dead Space remake to <laughs> bring me <back>. revitalize. <laughs> <laughs> Is that it? Was it just was yeah. it just, just sports story? Yeah. I, uh, the, the other the other thing I've been doing is uh, just getting a lot more into tabletop uh, RPG stuff, specifically uh, D&D, but just tabletop RPGs like uh, in general. Um, I have so many books that like uh, came in that like I'm 
like reading and like doing stuff like this is just all research books that I've just been reading. They're all grim hollow books for those audio listeners. We love you too. Uh, <laughs> it's only audio listeners. I think this week. So, Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Obviously doy. Uh, <laughs> um, and so just like reading all of this lore and doing world building and adding my own spin uh, to it. Like, that's the thing that I'm doing after uh, we record this. I'm getting on another Discord uh, call with the people that I'm going to be playing with and being like, all right, let's go over like some safety rules and like do's and don'ts and like character creation and things like that i don't want anyone to like introduce these types of storylines and stuff like mm. that please oh yeah my poor little heart just wants to have fun yeah. like don't be uh i don't know some dude who likes kicking dogs i don't want to deal with that <laughs> storyline while playing dungeons and dragons yeah i just don't want to do it uh so a, lo- a lot of my uh break uh was spent uh reading both D books as well as just going back over old games and old books that like i read long ago uh or played a long time ago and just being like okay what about these stories worked what mm doesn't work what's like the inciting incident which one of these inciting incidents were things that i liked which ones were things that people were like eh, the inciting incident wasn't all that good but the story that followed was actually uh really good and i've come away from this break being like world building is hard and i admire everyone who does it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude uh, i think about yeah. uh like being a dm and i'm like that just sounds terrifying to me like the amount of there's so much you have to consider you know you have to mm-hmm. you not only do you have to build a world but then you also have to be like pretty good at adapting to then like how the players interact with your world and you know you don't want to be that dm that's like but no but i had it mapped out this way you know right yeah. you don't want to be that kind of person you want to be a flexible you know to their needs so like man hats off to you that is a that is a skill uh, <laughs> that I have so much respect for. Yes, honestly. Yeah, I feel like to to do a session where you can react to anything requires a very, very well thought out world where you've, I don't know, like assigned rules to just about everything so you know how right. like, even if something happens that you don't predict, you can still like using the logic of this world, you can get to like a yep. reasonable solution <laughs> yeah. or answer to it. Right. Which <laughs> like, sounds like a lot. It sounds fun though. Like yeah. I, I've never played D anD D or anything. Like, well, I've I've dabbled in it here mm-hmm. and there, but like, yeah. I mean, me, you've played Elden fun. Ring, so you've kind of played like single player D anD D. Like, <laughs> I say all the all the actors used to get together, and that's how we would like in college would. Mm. Uh, work out our uh, like we used to do like these you know scenes or scenarios and it was basically a D&D session of going through every possible like outcome and work scenes that way like a DM oh, and you wow. have to build the world that way through just you know working through whatever scene you're working on uh, it's so helpful and so awesome to do it's hard like it's so hard, <laughs> so, hard. <laughs> uh, so much respect so much respect for you to do that damn yeah it's fun i enjoy it 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 allows me to flex the writing chops that i don't usually get to use at GameSpot because all the GameSpot stuff is like very analytical mm-hmm. writing and stuff like that i'm like 
but I, I can do creative stuff too. I can write <laughs> stories too. <laughs> so I, I try to write that. scripts in my free time and over the break. Heck yeah. like, I can write other ways too. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Not just a one trick pony. Neither of you yeah. both good yeah. story writers. Yeah, that that was that was my break. Getting excited about Dungeons and Dragons and realizing that Sports Story was not the game that I wanted it to be. (laughs) Like you said, hopefully the rest of 2023 will will be much better. We got a lot of games coming out. Yeah, man. Chances of at least one of them resonating (laughs) with me is high. Yeah, (laughs) good. Yeah, good. Um, I I I was thinking about it today, and I was like, man, what happens? When Tears of the Kingdom sucks, what happens? What, oh, what, what, don't what, what's even. the fallout gonna be when that game is? <sighs> or like, it not even our sucks. website dies because we need it for guide it's material. Like, it's just, it's <laughs> just <laughs> fine, right? Like that's the right, thing. Yeah. It's like I don't think that game's gonna be bad, but like, what happens when that game comes out and it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's the same as a, yeah, as Breath of the Wild. <laughs> like it's just the same thing. That's what I'm worried about so much. Yeah, uh, I, I really, really hope not. Obviously, like I, I right. really want them to be. I but but in my heart, like my heart, I want them to go like majora's mask level weird i don't think yes. they're gonna do that i don't I know. think they're gonna go that Ugh. weird but it really seemed that way though in the very first trailer they had that very teaser yeah. one that didn't even have a title for the game i'm like oh this is some majora's mask twilight mm. princess bullshit Ooh. and i'm here for it but hell yeah oh we'll, my god we'll yeah i guess we'll so see. Mm-hmm. well i the other Max day make 50 I, videos from it the other day <laughs> i was going through upcoming releases for the next six months mm-hmm. To plan out what video reviews we should probably prioritize and there's plenty there there is a lot there so i think the odds of at least getting one maybe two maybe three really good games are going to be pretty high yeah. uh like tears of the kingdom not included you know like it right. is ridiculous this year oh sure like and the first of half of this year not even 2023 yeah. it is dude like, how am i gonna play like a dragon Ishin and the new destiny expansion at the same time. I have no idea. Like, what am I going to do? Like, <laughs> don't sleep. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't sleep. I'm just going to, but it's, it's not yeah. even like a dragon and Ishin at the same time within the couple days. It's also sons of the forest. Oh Octopath no, we have to Traveler, play that. And it's atomic heart that all come out within like the same week. Oh, and the I want to, I want to play sucks. all of those too. Is the that problem. Sucks so Except much. Except for Octopath. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I could probably yeah I, I think Octopath yeah. is like an easy like I like those games and I like the first one but like that's a 80 uh, hour RPG and there's a lot of shit like Sons of the Forest is you know yeah I was gonna me. say you know like day one you me and like Matt Padgett are gonna be like in that game like going yeah. hard <laughs> that game looks crazy chainsawing oh uh cannibals again <laughs> yeah. it looks terrifying that was yeah. great by the way that was great <laughs> Yeah, glad that footage just still getting. <laughs> I had to look for something in the video to be like, oh, with friends. And I saw that and I was like, immediate, put it in. We're good. I think I have on a hard drive somewhere like us. We like we like made like a raft. Like it was like a mobile like house that's like was on the lake or something. And we were like yeah. sitting there and then it's like nighttime in the game. And then Matt Padgett just starts telling us this. I won't repeat what he the story was, but he <laughs> oh, just God. starts telling us this story that I was just like, it, it had this like weird, like, you know, when you're out with friends and you're like, 
camping in like the backyard or something and like it's just like it had that energy about it where you're just sitting there like virtually in this game on a lake and matt is just telling this insane like story and i'm just yeah yeah that metaverse Metaverse. quality (laughs) yes uh, meanwhile dozens of cannibals are just on the shore waiting for us to yeah exactly yeah one one of us is like what we're like playing lookout and then you know oh my god we also had like a fire going in the middle of the raft which made no sense because the whole raft is made out of wood <laughs> it's like the- <laughs> this is a very dangerous maneuver. Uh, uh, what platforms is that game coming out again? Is it PlayStation and PC? I think or it's just PC for just now. PC. Just be PC. Okay. But so the, the, the original, the original came to PlayStation eventually. Never Xbox. I, mm-hmm. I don't. I imagine it might be the same deal, but mm-hmm. hard yeah. to say at this point. I think that game might get delayed. There's a lot of like going through here. I was like, there's a couple games here that. Probably I was baffled when they yeah. were like, Starfield is still coming out the first half of 2023. I'm like, like bullshit, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll see when that happens. Mm-hmm. God. Yeah. Come on, Xbox. You oh, need something. No, they do. Anything they really do. They really but also, do. don't release Starfield if it's broken. <laughs> no. Yeah, God, do that. please, no. Yeah. No. Take you your time. Also, Red... <laughs> Uh, Redfall and right. Forza Motorsport. Like you have other games. Right. Like, <laughs> please, God. So, all I, right, Stuart. On so on Christmas, I got a Steam Deck, and I yes. was like, Yahoo, Steam Deck time. And then the day after Christmas, I tested positive for COVID, so I had a lot of time to play that Steam Deck. <laughs> uh, so I was in my living room, uh, just uh, sleeping on the couch and playing. Um, I played Half Life Two for the first time. I just I was never a PC person. So. Oh, how was that on the Steam Deck? Great! It runs great. Um, it is definitely showing its age now. You know, almost. 20 years old now. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. I was about to say, it's a really old game. Right. Um, Did but you, do you have plans uh, to check out Black Mesa? So I do, because um, I share my brother's Steam library okay. and he has it. Um, and I feel like that's, I, I, I knew from him, he was like, you can go into two not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You, you can. But totally. like, Black Mesa's really good. Okay. Like, I, that, that is my favorite half-life well actually i don't, I don't know about my favorite but but it is okay. a great experience it's definitely worth it like it, okay yeah the the original half-life i never played um so i can't really speak to that but like right. in terms of design gameplay uh like black mesa like it is is very comparable to half-life 2 like it nice. is very easy to go from one to the other okay and yeah, yeah. It, at this point it's nice it would be like a it'd be like a Red Dead 2 to Red Dead type of prequel sequel thing where I just get the backstory of like why everything in 2 was happening so that'll be right I definitely I, check that out Black Mace also like actually like tries to bridge it a little bit more like oh interesting so okay. in like Half-Life 2 uh, some of the characters like Dr. Kleiner and mm-hmm. uh, Eli Vance were like Basically, what they did was they took like the random scientist NPCs from the original Half-Life and said, what if they were characters now um, is kind of <laughs> how they it. did it. So when then the mod team made Black Mesa, they said, well, let's ta- actually take those characters, Dr. Kleiner and Eli, and put them in the game as like actual Perfect. voice characters, which is like really cool. So, yeah, it, That's it definitely like ties those two games more directly where like the first game, like Half-Life 2 sort of like retcons stuff to make right. like, the first game kind of like work with it um right 
so yeah it's it's an interesting experience i agree it's it's like yeah man as far as like both in terms of mod projects and a remake it is like one of the best ever made it's so good okay i'll have to check it out now have you either of you played it on steam deck or have you just no i just played it on on pc PC. i'll have to i'll see how but i imagine if like (laughs) half-life 2 runs pretty well black mesa would too because it's source engine as well yeah. like a lot of the same oh, tools. Okay. okay could be wrong you know I, I haven't tested it maybe someone could say that's incorrect but um so i've been just playing stuff on the steam deck and i uh played stuff like valheim and like a bunch of different things to test out steam deck and then i realized that racing lagoon squares racing rpg from the 90s finally got its <laughs> fan translation and so i booted up a program on my steam deck that allowed me to play that and uh i am in love with that game i it's like one of i'm so surprised that it has not been iterated on in any way because it's basically initial d the game but what's so cool about it is the you're you have an open world of this city of Yokohama that you explore from like a top down perspective and someone will drive by you flash their lights. And if you basically run into them, it sparks a battle. But the battle are these little races and you just race around the city on different tracks. And depending on which lane you're in, which direction you're going as opposed to your opponent. And I think one other factor, I can't remember what it is. It determines how the track is laid out, which track it is and which direction you're going on the track. So it's not the same one over and over and over again. Um, It's so cool. And you're just like roaming the streets with um, trying to like find your buddies from your racing league. And that's like what the story is. You're just like, oh, yeah, you know, the top dog is, is missing and you're just finding out, you know, the story from you'll park at different places. There's like the baseball stadium and some guy will be there telling you about whatever. I don't know. I, I love it. It's so good. You should do Racing a video good. on it. Honestly, I would love to. I would absolutely love to because it's the, the biggest thing I said it before. It's just baffling that it never got like iterated on in any way, shape or form to my knowledge. It's so good. I love it. But yeah. Did, Racing. Did you and- that there's a, um, there's a new anime coming out that's basically like looks like a spiritual successor to Initial D. Um, oh, I'm, I'm trying. Someone on Twitter was talking about. It. I'm trying to see if I can find what it was called. But like, it looked like, oh wow, that is like a 2023. But like, oh, I love it's it. Initial D. Um, because I there's something about that aesthetic of like oh. anime characters, but then like CG cars. That's like, oh, it's so good. It, it, it's so good. It's <laughs> it's so like yeah, like that 90s PS1 era. Just like yeah, like I'm. I love that stuff. So I should probably like, check out that game as well. Um, you should. Um, it's got all the drum and bass, like all the like lo-fi, whatever uh, music in the background. And all the cutscenes are like 3D models badly posed walking around <laughs> and like doing things and talking to each other. Um, but I actually I did want to mention that I started The Witcher for the first time. Ooh. I don't know. I... So I, I should say I'm I'm somewhat lying about that, that I did start it when it came out. But I, <laughs> I, I, I as many did. Yes, uh, <laughs> that's exactly it. Then I was talking to Lucy about this the other day that the beginning of that game is very slow and I it forgot is. how slow it is. Oh, sure. It, the beginning of that game pays off in many ways. If you understand, like if you followed the series up till that point or if you read the books, but if you haven't, a lot of it is slow. <laughs> 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. God. But I got, you know, I got to like the Bloody Baron and like that oh, yeah. section of the game. Oh, and yeah. from that point, I'm like, I'm all in. Like I did the mm-hmm. Fike Island stuff. I'm like just doing all of same as I did with Cyberpunk, just all the side quests, every side quest, because they're all the so good. Side quests in The Witcher 3, I think, are like peak too. Like oh. Cyberpunk definitely has some good ones. There right. are some really good ones in Cyberpunk, but I think every side quest and monster contract in The Witcher 3 is a banger. Like I agree. Every single Dude, one is I was so thinking good. about it because George it's has been playing it for the first time. So I've been watching her play and she's like addicted. She's just like. Like, can we just play Wh- yeah. more Witcher? Like, just play it. And, and I was <laughs> this is thinking, better than watching the Netflix show. I was show. specifically, oh. Yikes. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about that exact same thing because I was, like, thinking about the Witcher, the contracts, and comparing them to Cyberpunk in my head. And I was like, man, like, they're because it's, like, the same idea, right? Like, they're both kind of, like, that same, like, oh, you, like, and they're they're appealing to that like you know oh you're a witcher you see here on witcher contracts and in cyberpunk you're a cyberpunk so you're taking on these contracts but like there's so much more detail just even even if you're doing the same thing like there's um this one quest called like jenny of the woods where it ends with you fighting a new wraith and then there's i just got that one yeah and then there's another one that's like called like the white lady that basically is the same quest it's the same you fight the same boss they're essentially the same quest mechanically but there's so much like dialogue with the characters that you talk to and kind of like revelations with what happened to that person and how like the noon wraith kind of came to be that like those it doesn't feel like this copy cookie cutter Mm -hmm. quest line the way like a ubisoft game does right uh or like in cyberpunk's case i think it's like the reason those contracts feel so like repetitive is because it's never like in The Witcher, it's always a unique person that you go and talk to and they they explain what's happening and we need a Witcher and you need to go yep. do this and you go do it. In Cyberpunk, you have like the same contract person per district. So it's yep. always the same mm-hmm. person giving you the quest and saying, hey, yep. we need you to go do this. And the quest is usually just you go into that area and you stealth it or you kill everyone. You right. grab whatever the thing is you need to get or you hack the thing you need to hack and then you leave and they say, good job, V. And very rarely is there like anything more to it in terms of like dialogue. Like sometimes it is, especially if you're like maybe like rescuing a person, you'll get a little bit of dialogue. Mm -hmm. But usually Mm -hmm. those quests are like kind of like what you see is what you get. And Witcher never feels that way. Nope. It always feels like there's something more going on with those. No one. No one told me it was a detective game. Like it's completely <laughs> yeah. a detective yeah, it, game. It, it is, and I yeah. like I love the, specifically the one you were talking about the 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 Lady of the Well. I think is the one Jenny of the uh, Woods. There's like Jenny of the Woods and the Lady of the Well, or whatever that one is. And yeah, you uncover this whole by reading the books and like mm-hmm. tracking the you know. I mean, spoiler for the side quest. There's like the body hanging in the well for one yes. of them, and you find out who that is and like what they're. Oh my god! There's and, the werewolf one that's really good too. Yeah, with the yeah, isolated and, and, shack. Yeah, so, oh, like, so good. I think. Yes, wild yes, heart. Yes, wild yep. heart. That's wild a really good heart. one. Mm-hmm. And you'll get like extra dialogue too. Like I remember that first one with the well. You basically like learn who that person was, and then when you talk to them, they're like, "Oh, this person knew who they were." And at that yes. point, the, the quest ends. And the quest is over, so there's no reason to go talk to that person, but you can totally go talk to that person, and they'll have, like, a bunch of dialogue about it, and then you get a little bonus, because you went out of your way to talk to them, even though, um, like, it wasn't part of the quest at all, and I'm like, it's 
that's the thing. It's that little it's extra, so it's that extra little attention to detail yeah. that makes it like so good. And like, I'm sure they wanted to put it in cyberpunk. It's probably because that game was like such a mess that like, they're like, uh, we don't yes. have time to put this extra <laughs> detail. We, this game is broken. <laughs> They said it's supposed to come out in 2020 and it's not ready. <laughs> the, the Witcher, I'm sure they're, I'm, I'm sure the development of The Witcher 3 wasn't perfect. I'm sure there were issues. But I think to me, like I look at The Witcher and I'm like, man, there, there's so much like passion and detail and you can tell they just like put things in that game because they thought it would be cool or thought they thought it would add to it. And like it, it felt like this labor of love that they were able to like despite maybe some of the the issues they were able to like kind of barrel through or like cyberpunk mm-hmm. i'm sure it was a labor of love but i think right. it, it caught up to them and they weren't able to <laughs> make it happen yeah one of the main criticisms with cyberpunk was that it didn't do a very good job of of having like a cyberpunk dystopian setting like a lot of the quest mm-hmm. didn't really touch on that as much as it could which always really surprised me because The Witcher 3 did such a good job of touching on that setting with the side quests. Like, the, like, like we, I mean, we just talked about it at length, but like the monster contracts, uh, a lot of that, like, a lot of that had like very real emotional, like, yeah. characters that were directly connected to and affected by the world. Yep. Right. Like, there's, there's the dwarf in White Orchard who's being, who yes. like normally would be pushed out, but he's still there because he's the only one who knows how to work on, who knows like metalworking. And then he's also trying to be like, Nilfgaard is trying to use him as well. And then there's another quest in the Skellige section, I think called Heart of the Woods or something like that. Mm-hmm. That is incredible. I think it's like one of the best side quests in the game, um, which is like, not saying a lot because all of them are <laughs> so good. There's like, so many. Just say, the one thing I only hear about Witcher 3 consistently is that it has some of the best side quests of any yeah. video game it, well, ever. It, like it's just nothing is as simple as it seems. Like even yes. basic yeah. fetch quests. Like there's the, the the early on there's that one where it's like, oh, can you burn these bodies for me because we don't want the infection to spread? And, and like when I played it back in the day, I was like, okay, it's just one of those quests where I go around and check off these things and talk yeah, to yeah, guys yeah. and give me money. And then you come back and figure out that he's covering up this uh, illegal like drug ring or something. And he's a man of the cloth too. And it, it gets really, it, I love it, it. it's way more intricate than it has any right to be. I mean, uh, the perfect example is the new quest they put in for this oh, yeah. next gen version. I just did oh. it the other day. Um, I won't spoil it for, for people who haven't seen it, especially you, <laughs> Stuart, but um, I was shocked at how much there was. Like, I really, because it's essentially the quest that gets you the Netflix armor. And so you think about, uh. like, most people would be, like, most games would be like, <clears throat> Hey, it just shows up in your inventory when you load it up, right? Here's a little bonus, or, may, or like maybe like Cyberpunk does, yep. yeah, or maybe <laughs> or, or or even in Cyberpunk they did like I think like you go and there's like you you go find like a chest somewhere oh, in yes, a house yes, and yes, you yes. find it, yeah. but you and, and maybe there's like a handwritten note that they wrote that you can read, <laughs> right? Like that's the most they'll do. This is like we're gonna have like a whole quest that is like as long, if not longer, than like most side quests. New full, locations, new location, new characters, fully full, voiced, fully voiced, and not just like, Damn. hey, we got him back for a couple lines. Like it is very wordy. Like the the final confrontation, has, I was like, wow, they they wrote a lot of dialogue for this. Like they are just 
going for it in a way that was like, I was like, no, no one would put this much effort into a thing that like is essentially free. Like you didn't have to pay for it. Like it's yeah, kind man. of, it's kind of crazy. Um, I will say it is very obvious um, that Doug Hockle is like reprising the role because he sounds like he way sounds different. He I sounds different and gruffer. I oh. immediately noticed it. I, it's funny is like I it, he got it, it felt like he was warming up because by the end of the quest, I thought he sounded a lot better. But at the beginning, it's like, oh, he's still he's still kind of getting the it's like, oh, there's the voice. Yeah, he's getting the gravel <laughs> back. It's a little he doesn't sound quite right. Um, it's funny. There's a few times that he breaks it in the main game, too. Like his voice doesn't. And I was like, who, who is this? <laughs> He'll say a line and I'll be like, whoa, hold on. That's a different Geralt. That's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah Witcher, Witcher is very, it's very, good. very good. Oh, it's so, so good. Before we stop talking about the Witcher, how far are you, Stu? Uh, I am because I'm doing so many side quests. I'm only I'm at. Um, uh, God, what is his name? Johnny. I just met Johnny. Oh, in Johnny. The, Crones of Crones oh, of Crookback yeah, Bob. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, a good, yeah, that that's is a, a good part of the, the that's a yeah. Part. The whole the whole Bloody Baron arc, I think, is the best part of that game. Um, so, like, but the there last, are a bunch yeah. of other good parts too. So, like, oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah, like the Skellige stuff is really good. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, once again, I had no idea that that part was in it when I initially played it, and then it's like here's an entire new map you can explore. And it's like holy <sighs> shit. Also, both the the expansions are fantastic. Oh yeah. They're they're yeah. really really good as well. So you got you got so I'm much very content. excited. Dude, I'm so, so excited. Next week, <laughs> next week. I hope you finished it by then. So you can <laughs> <laughs> how, yeah. How long is like a full Witcher Another Witcher 3 spoiler cast. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I think on PC I made it through in 45 hours, but I also okay. had like some mods that kind of broke the game a little bit cuz I was having fun with it. I think you could nice. probably get through the story by itself if you want to try to do just about everything in like 80 hours. Okay. Uh, but then the Hearts of Stone DLC, I think, is like another ten or fifteen hours, which yeah. is also really good. Like, I think yeah. that is the better story of the two DLCs. I agree. But Blood and Wine is Blood just like wine. a massive new region, and that one that one's like I think a good, took what, me 30? like right. I think that one took me like thirty. But once again, like if you want to do everything, it's probably another fifty hours. Like Ooh. you could easily spend two hundred hours playing the witcher 3 and like we're saying like it's hard not to because all the side quests are so good like yes <laughs> i played through everything in that game not because i wanted like all the trophies but because it was all so good you know i, yeah. I felt compelled to play those side quests i wasn't i wasn't like okay i, I want to get the trophy because i really like this game and i want to see all it has to offer it was just like oh another witcher contract i haven't done hell yeah i'm i'm in the 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 moment it clicked with me is there's something on Fike Isle, uh, the end of that like first mission when you're doing the ghosts and stuff. That's a very good mm-hmm. quest. As the well. mission yeah. ends, and mm-hmm. I was walking away, yeah, and then I yeah, hear yeah. something, and I turn around, and I was like, "Wait a minute! Oh my god! They like it's just it's so <laughs> uh, smart in that way." And yeah. what's gr- yeah. what's great about that is the, that's a really good ending to that story, yeah. uh, to that quest. But also, if you picked the other choice, um the conclusion to that quest plays out in like a very different way that's like oh, as well God which is like really it. cool because it makes <laughs> I you love that, be yeah. like I need to go back and like redo the quest because it's like turns out it's like this whole different thing you do and yeah ah oh, it's so, uh, so good yeah Jordan it's, are you gonna give it another shot I am I I I have the next uh gen version and I'm 
I'm going to I'm going to play it and I'm, I'm just going to play it like I'm playing like D&D or something like because there is they made a D&D class that is basically just Geralt. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh how really? is this person who undergoes a ritual and like has like Hunts these monsters. different things ingested that grants them mutant abilities that makes them really good at hunting specific monsters. Oh my God. Mm. This is just a witcher. <laughs> I like, love it. I love is... it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, definitely yeah, like role playing uh, it. I would also say, I think a, a smart change they made in this, I think they did it just in this version. Cause I don't think it was originally like this is, um, by default, the little question marks on the map aren't there you have to like switch over mm. to like turn them on oh i love that um I, my oh, favorite part about odyssey was turning off like the mission trackers yeah. and just going wherever i wanted to just see shit totally so <laughs> it, like that. i think it, it, it like it encourages you to like not get trapped in that you know like part of your brain where you're like i have to go through and i have to check every single thing off because like yeah if you try and do that you are gonna be like Oh, it's another bandit camp that I have to kill some guy. Like, you know, there, there, there is some of that stuff is going to be there. But I think if you, like, turn that part off and instead it's just like, you know, oh, hey, I'm traveling. I'm also just going to rush through the beginning. Like, I've gone through yeah. the beginning, like, totally. five times. Yeah, now. it's boring. I've to. lost it. I'm just going to speed through it as fast as I can. A hundred percent. Like, uh, like the way I like playing that game now is like. Well, one, I like turning the HUD off because I think it's just more fun yeah. that way. Oh, but, but also um, just like, oh, I'm going to go to the town. That's part of the main quest. And as I'm there, oh, hey, someone asked me to do this. OK, cool. I'll do it. And then like kind of just like naturally finding those quests mm -hmm. as opposed right. to just like playing it like a video game where you're just trying to like right. checklist everything. Like I've I've learned to grow that that is like a. Um, the quickest way for me to burn out on a game is to try and play a game like that. <laughs> yep. Uh, well, we're coming up on time, which is a shame because I did really, really <laughs> want to talk about anime with, uh, Stuart because both you and me have been <laughs> watching a bunch of anime, apparently. Um, uh, uh, we burn through these questions? We could burn through yeah. some questions. You know what? Yeah. Why don't we'll save the, we'll save the anime talk for later. We'll burn <laughs> through some questions. Jacob Accord, um, one of our lovely mods over on the GameSpot Discord, uh, hit us up with a question before the break. So some of these questions don't apply, but I wanted to hit two questions. Uh, one was, um, do you have any personal or gaming resolutions for 2023? I like this question. Um, I gaming or personal? was thinking about this the other day, and one of them was, well, I want to try and play some GBA games. Um, nice. I was thinking that. Um, but Somebody, I, I I don't know if I'll try this, but I thought this was a cool idea. I was watching a video where they were talking about like a back, the backlog idea of, you know, like, hey, because every year it's always like, oh, I'll finally get to that game I never played. <laughs> and what they were saying was um, instead of like at the beginning of the year, you pick a certain number of games and you say, these are the games that are going to be my backlog. So instead of hitting that thing where you kind of get that like choice paralysis where you're like, like I do this thing where I open up my Steam library and I look at all the games I've bought over the years and years of summer sales and never played and go like, oh, what do I want to download? And then I get like overwhelmed looking at it and I just close. And then you start up <laughs> Destiny 2. And then I start up <laughs> Destiny 2. Or The I Witcher played, 3. Which or, I played yeah. so much of over break, but I didn't want to talk about it. Because it's, <laughs> it's just more. It's just more Destiny. That's all it was. I just, I could just, I just grind out all the, the cookies for the holiday event. Oh I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> but instead, like, 
you it, by just picking the games up front, you're like removing that like choice paralysis. And you just say like, yep, these are the five or 10 or whatever many games that I am going to try and play in my backlog. So I think that's a cool idea. And maybe I'll give that a try where I'll pick like five games that I'll say like, these are the games I'm going to play that are on my backlog. Um, so maybe I'll do that and I'll get back to you next week what those five games are. <laughs> nice. I kind of like that. I might do the I same. Like I might come up with five games as well that I want to try to get through this year because there are some that I've been wanting to play for so long, but like you, I just have that choice paralysis. So hold me to it, Jean-Luc. Okay, we'll yeah. hold each other to it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know mine right now is uh, the Yakuza series. I played zero and I started Kiwami and I want to get through as many as possible. Okay. By well, the that's end of like the year. eight games, so... Yeah, you know, that's so whole list with that. If you're like exactly, me, I'm just like leaving a one that. game a month, like type deal. <laughs> or you do them all in one month. If you were like me, like I, dude, like I, I had it so bad. Like we would beat a game and and a Yakuza game and be like, okay, well we should take a break. And then like the next day, you want to start on the next, next one, and then we just immediately <laughs> start the next one. Oh my god, <laughs> oh, that's crazy. But on, I think my resolution, I, I, I said it. I tweeted it out earlier is like I gotta stop being guilty about not beating games like if I get to a certain point mm. in the game and I'm like oh, yeah. I got it I got the experience to be honest my hot take is I felt that way about God of War like I got what I got sure. and it was incredible but the pacing in that game was at sometimes so hard that I was just like you know what maybe I should just leave it love it leave it done and Dude, I gotta do that with more games I did that with Bayonetta <laughs> 3 I didn't finish it I and, and, and I'm probably close, but I just right. was like, you know what? Um, I'm not loving this one. Um, Bayonetta 3 is probably maybe my most disappointing game of last year. Um, Damn. And I was just like, you know, people people don't really seem to like the ending, so it's not like I'm necessarily missing out on all that much. Right. <laughs> maybe I'll just not finish it and mm. be okay with that. <laughs> not have the shame of not yeah. finishing it. <laughs> I, I feel like I don't finish 90% of the games I play, to be honest. Like, yeah. I, 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 know, I know what you're talking about because when I started at GameSpot, I definitely tried to make, make a point to finish everything I played. And now I, if I'm not into it, I just jump off pretty quickly. Mm. Uh, it, I, I used to feel kind of guilty. And especially when I like pay for the game. And, and right. to be fair, most of these, like usually if I get a code for work, I'll try to finish it because I have to cover it and or I'm reviewing it or something. And in that case, I have to finish it right. and I will finish it. But like when I buy a game and I'm not super into it, I used to feel really guilty about like, oh man, I just spent 60 bucks, 70 bucks, oh, 60 bucks and I'm not finishing this. But now it's like, oh well, yeah, I'm just not going to finish it. That's just how it is. <laughs> Dude, yeah, past me would have played through that whole Dark Pictures uh, Devil in Me game. Yeah. New me, I got just enough for the to capture footage for the embargo and i said i'm fucking turning this game off <laughs> i was like absolutely not i don't nope. care if this game is only like two more hours i'm not playing a second more of this nope. game oh. what about you jordan yeah jordan any uh, uh i mean everything that y'all have said are all things that i definitely would love to work on i'd love to play a few more games that are on my backlog my mom got me xenoblade 3 for uh, let's go christmas so, <laughs> so those keeping track at home my mom has now gotten me yakuza kwami <laughs> one and two your mom's got good and taste. now xenoblade wow. 3 yeah for, for christmas is, is your mom michael uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna start like she's gonna be like House time. of Fate Morgana, uh <laughs> for every persona game. Thirteen Sentinels, just going down the list. Yeah. Uh so just getting to that, because Xenoblade's pretty cool, and I'd like to play the third one, um, even though it's long as shit. Um and then I gotta just be better at this is kind of combining a few. I have to be better at stopping on games that I'm like, I'm just not enjoying it and I should move on. But I also kind of want to try to get into the habit of trying newer games mm. uh, more often, yeah. especially this past year. I just didn't try that many new games. Almost all the games I played were either sequels to games that I had played before, or they were just ongoing live service games uh, that I just can't stop playing. I was going to ask uh, you, because you and me are in the same boat with the live service thing, me with Destiny and you with Apex. Like, do you find yeah. that you're oh, like yeah. sitting there just like doing the same thing over and over again in your live service over game? And, over again. and you're sitting there being like, I could have played an entire indie game that I've never heard of that probably is amazing in the time yeah. I spent grinding like this nonsense. I like checked my hours and it's like, oh, and uh, in 2022, you played, uh, I think I think the number was like 102 hours of Apex Legends. I'm like, that is, I don't know. <laughs> I could have cut that down in half to <laughs> you 60 hours. One JRPG. And like, yeah, just played yeah. a whole other AAA game, played like five different indie games uh, probably. And I'm like, I just want to try to get more in the habit of being like, okay, I have some time off. And instead of just turning on the Xbox and jumping into apex immediately being like, is there anything else that like came out this year? That seems like marginally cool in any like significance. And maybe John Luke's talked about it. Maybe Stu's talked about it. Maybe Jess has talked about it. And like, maybe I try it. It's only like 20 bucks in the store or something like that. I, I just, I want to get into the habit of doing that. Um, I'm and right, not I'm right there with ending you. up at like the <laughs> end of the year, uh, conversations where people are talking about all these games and I'm like, all, all the games that I can like talk about are things <laughs> that I kind of like knew going in. Like when January yeah. was here, I was like, these are the games I'm going to like, like <laughs> by the time the year is over. I don't know. Yeah. Do you guys have any? Do you guys have any personal <laughs> ones, non-gaming related, that Ooh. you want to share? Or, Ooh. Um, oh my god! Hmm. Oh, you don't have to. I was just. I mean, I, just I, 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 I no. say it every year, but I, I really want to like really try and and make a like a solid effort to uh, start learning Japanese. Um, I, I need, I don't know. It's a tricky one. Languages are so difficult. Um, mm -hmm. It's a really hard one to get into and then like stay in that rhythm. So, but Duolingo. I would, or, yeah. Download the, Duolingo. Yeah, fucking bird, man. It's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> the bird's, like, hey, the bird's not in the app. about to much. end unless you do something. Hey, come on back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to spend less time on one bird app. I don't need another. Uh, yeah, that's, that's fair. <laughs> But no, maybe maybe I, maybe I will. I, I I would genuinely, I that would be one I would be cool to do. So maybe maybe I'll hold myself to that one. I think honestly, my personal one is like try to get out more. I feel like the past oh years have obviously been this crazy up and down of like, mm -hmm. you know, going out or not and trying to be as safe as possible. Obviously, but like, there's so many new restaurants and things in San Francisco 
that I don't know about or even San Francisco experiences that I haven't done yet. Um, and just trying to do two more of that stuff. Uh, well, yeah, it, it's kind of the same thing like what Jordan was saying about with games where you get like in this comfortable rhythm where you're like, oh, I could just mm-hmm. go to the same five places that I always know. <laughs> the same five restaurants. That's exactly <laughs> it. While every time you like walk by that one place that you're like, oh, I never go to that place, but I'm always it's always right there. And right. Then, <laughs> go to any five, of the yeah. other ramen shops than Marafuku Ex- in yeah, Japan. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. I'm with you on that. I, I definitely feel that as well. That's my personal one. I would love to try like a new restaurant, like at least one new restaurant every month of this year. So uh, it's like by the end of the year, I was like, I've tried 12 new restaurants yeah. uh, this year. That's a, um, that's a good one. Because I feel like that's pretty manageable too. You yeah, know? Like right. just one like, a month. <laughs> like, like it's not like a drag necessarily you know like right. a lot of people mm-hmm. are like i'm gonna work out every other day for a whole year and yeah like, or i'm gonna watch one movie every day f- yeah for a year like and you're that. like that it's sounds like, exhausting i can't do that <laughs> movies, but i don't want to watch a movie every day i don't enjoy working out and i imagine if i told myself uh for the rest of the year i'm gonna work out every other day i would fail that so i fast. would not do so that. hard yeah <laughs> i'd last a week yep yeah uh I, I, I want to write more that's not about video games, I would say. Like, just spend more time mm-hmm. writing. I kind of touched oh, on yeah. that earlier. And then read more. Um, oh, sure. There's a couple books Ooh, that have more. been that's like... That's a good one. It's a really good one. Like, I try to always be reading a book, but I usually read pretty slowly because I only read on public transportation and it. I don't go into the office nearly as much as I used to, so I don't have as much of an opportunity. Dude. So I'm going to try to like yeah. set aside actual time to read, read. at home. And hopefully get through some books that I've been like, for years, literally, I've been like, I'm going to read this one day. And just <laughs> don't because I'm like, ah, I'm not in the mood for that. Or, oh, that's really long. This would be a downer. You know, I, I have a, oh, go. go I was Jonah. just going to say, I should absolutely get back into reading on the bus. Because yes. like, I had just gotten into that rhythm. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. <laughs> and then, because mm-hmm. I like used to just walk to the uh, bus and then, or walk to work. And then I moved and was like, oh, now I have a 30 minute bus ride. This is perfect. And then, like, I was getting into that rhythm. And then the pandemic happened. But now that we're actually going back to the office, um, yeah, I should probably start doing that more instead of like, mm-hmm. I don't know, watching, looking at Twitter. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Scrolling I, TikTok. Oh god. Jake, I have a I have a book recommendation for you and for right. both of you as well. Uh it's called The Big Goodbye, I believe. Uh and it's all about the making of Chinatown and the last days of like that era of golden oh, cool. Hollywood. Uh cool. very very good. Right. I'm reading it. It's it's a little weird because it, you know, it's like a lot about Roman Polanski and all that stuff, so I'm like I I got to things. Yeah, got to see how they twist that cuz I don't like how they're honestly humanizing him right now. Uh but it all it's like about that entire creative process of making that movie. And I love that's a very very good movie. So I'll always take a good. book recommendation cuz I am terrible when it comes like I don't know anything <laughs> about books like I I just like oh, I don't know. So like I was just look for recommendations i I would say i mean even if you know a lot about books i feel like recommendations are always the best place to start also the other thing that has taken me way too long to learn is that if you don't like a book stop reading because for me that holds like i will read every day before work after work on my way like i'll be super engrossed but the minute 
there's a book that I'm not looking forward to reading, I will like read a couple pages a day and it will grind it all to a halt. Mm. So if there's a book that you're not into, this is something I need to get better at, but like just toss to the side, just be like read 20, 30, okay. 40 pages of it. And if it's not your thing, do not keep reading it because if you're like me, <laughs> it'll just stop you because I get oh, that mindset. Yeah. Like, well, I don't want to read a different book because I'm already reading this one. And it's, Right. Yeah, it's There's always another book. So it sounds like we'll our... hold ourselves to this. We'll talk about our favorite books at the <laughs> yeah. end of the year. Is, yeah, is this going to be a book club now? Yeah. Honestly, book spot after dark. Hey, I like it. <laughs> All right. So it seems like our, our overall vibe this year is uh, less less playing things that we don't want to play or <laughs> doing things we don't want to do. If you're not into it, <laughs> drop it. Uh, and and stop playing and doing the same things you always do and maybe try something new. So more new stuff, but also if you're not into it, throw it in the trash. So there that's you go. A, that's, don't, that's exercise. A, don't exercise. Don't exercise. Don't exercise. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to stick with it. Just don't even bother. Die don't even try. bother. Give up oh on that God. one. Oh, <laughs> God. That's so All right. Funny. Let's let's round this out real quick with this one last question from Jacob McCourt, which was mm-hmm. asking uh, how the office move is going. Um so, uh, yeah, for those who don't know, uh, we officially moved out of the old office um, right before the break. Uh, I think technically we can still get into that office. Um, I think my card still works, oh, but I think we can. I think we technically are still able to get in there for a couple months, but there's nothing there. Um, it yeah. is like yeah. all of our I stuff. I don't know is why like, I would go there. No reason to go <laughs> other than... I don't know. Like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go on Wednesday and and steal CNET's free lunch that they get. Like oh, I'll, yeah. <laughs> I'll just do Ooh, that. Um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I actually was I was there one day, like cleaning up some stuff, and they had their like Wednesday lunch, and they were like, they all like left, and there was just like a bunch of leftover Alfredo, and I just kind of like looked around, and I was like, Yo, I'm gonna I'm gonna take some of this Alfredo. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I totally did. Oh yeah, yeah. that's pretty. Hell yeah. That's some good offering. Eliminate the uh, waste. That's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm doing a service to the planet. You're a good person. Yeah, exactly. Good, yes. Th- yes. That's what I that's what I tell myself uh, as I steal people's lunches. Um, so, <laughs> so we moved all our stuff, but we haven't uh, we haven't unpacked yet. And so that's kind of the big thing we, we we're going to do. We have a bunch of spaces. We have a uh we got like a vo ba- booth we got a, a capture room we have like a studio space we have an equipment room but it's all in boxes and so um i'm basically going to conscript a bunch of people over the <laughs> next week or two to like help unpack everything is kind of our next move um we were going to start it this week uh and then th- the uh, bay area decided to have like a freaking typhoon hit us essentially <laughs> a bomb cyclone or something bomb atmospheric cyclone. river whatever it is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was it was described as like comparable to like the types of typhoons that like hit japan and i was like damn and yeah it's uh it's pretty it's been pretty intense um out here uh so said you know what I don't think anyone's going to want to go in the office <laughs> for, for this. So we'll start it up next week. But yeah, we're going to we're going to move all that in. And um, once we're settled, I mean, uh, I definitely am excited to get a studio together. Uh, we can, you know, start doing this podcast uh, live again. We can start doing it in person. Um, I'm hoping, you know, we'll see how things go. I don't want to make any promises, but I would love to start doing more kind of like fun, casual live streams. Um, where we just kind of like hang out when it's, you know, not as crazy busy. Um, and yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe it, it might be fun to just maybe as we're hooking up and do like kind of a, you know, goof off stream where maybe 
we're just like testing the stream setup and we just have people kind of hanging out on a couch and play some games on like a mm. Friday evening oh, or yeah. something. Mm. Um, so no promises, but I'd like to make that happen. So that is the current update on the office. It's exciting. I'm excited to use that office. I like there. Um, it's a good it's office. A, it's a good yeah. office. It's a fun space. And I, I miss, I miss like having coworkers around. Um, and I think it just <laughs> brings a lot of creative energy that you don't get. Uh, when you work from home. So yeah, um, I'm coming in into 2023 feeling good, feeling good about all that. Yeah. Yeah. Knock on wood. Fingers yes. Cross. Fingers crossed. <laughs> 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 oh boy. Well, I think that's going to, uh, call it for, uh, this episode of GameSpot after dark, man. I said we weren't going to go that long. It ended up being an hour and a half. I'm sorry, Jordan. <laughs> sorry, Jordan. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan's like I have to get out of here by this time and I'm like oh uh, no worries we won't go nearly that long meanwhile I'm like oh god <laughs> Jordan has to leave soon <laughs> um, Jordan where can the people find you uh, the people can find me on Twitter at jmremay I don't have really any projects to really talk about right now since we just got back. I mean, sports story review is hey. going to be coming in the mm -hmm. probably within the next half week. So you can look forward to that. My official thoughts on the game. Mm -hmm. All right. Lovely. And Stuart. I am Stewie Reviewy on Twitter and I am working on uh, just a bunch of stuff for like wrap up lists and things and a racing lagoon feature in the uh, yeah. in the future maybe <laughs> what about you jake fire emblem for me uh as of now i should have two previews up on fire emblem one was from a couple weeks ago which is more of like a traditional preview but then today or i guess yesterday yeah yesterday uh a fire emblem engaged 10 biggest changes just went up jean luc helped with the mm. thumbnail uh, that is exactly as it sounds, just breaking down some of the bigger changes from Three Houses to Fire Emblem Engage. Uh, and then stay tuned because I will be doing the review for that as well. So in the coming weeks, I should have my final thoughts on Fire Emblem Engage pretty soon, which I'm, I'm excited to, uh, to share. Fantastic. Um, meanwhile, you can find me over at uh, John Lixepi on Twitter, uh, as far as stuff, uh, a lot of a lot of boxes unpacking, a lot of moving. Um, <laughs> I am I am checking out a a game um, that I probably won't have too much to say on, but I guess a little bit when it when it comes out. I'll probably just talk about it on the podcast if anything. So I guess look forward to that. Um, and yeah, that's about it for me. That's about it for this podcast. Thank you everyone for watching, and uh, we'll see y'all in the rest of 2023. Goodbye. See you Bye. later. Bye. Bye.